The More Good News Season 2 is all about people doing good through following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. All right, today's guest is Patrick Thornton, and he is just such a great example of following your passions, even when it means not necessarily choosing the comfortable factor or the easy option along the way but constantly seeking out new opportunities to grow and be challenged and again, follow his passions. Because of this, Patrick has a very interesting journey since we met over a decade ago now. It doesn't seem like it was that long, but it was. And I'll let him tell us more about it all. But first of all, just thank you so much for being here, Patrick. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad he thought of me, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. All right, so the first question, who are you and what do you do in your own words? Hi, so I'm Patrick Borton, and I am, uh, in the simplest terms, a writer and editor. I live uh, in Chicago, and so for my business, I work as a freelance writer. I work a lot with uh, other small businesses and entrepreneurs, not unlike myself, creating uh, web content and helping them grow their businesses. Um, I worked with photographers, accountants, lawyers, life coaches, um, a really wide array of folks. Uh, It's a great job for someone like me who gets bored really easily because I'm always learning something new. Uh, And then in my creative practice, I have a degree in creative writing, um, which I was something I never expected to do. I went to college for arts administration, um, which I do some of, uh, but it's, it's not my main gig. And uh, uh, so I, in my creative practice, I do creative nonfiction, so like essay um, and memoir style writing. And then I've also gotten into poetry, which was something, again, I never thought I would do or even be interested in doing. Uh, so I have a couple of pieces coming out next month that I'm excited about. And uh, uh, then on the editing side, I'm the managing editor of the online journal and small press ghost proposal. Um, I came on in 2016. My friend Naomi Washer founded it in 2012, our first semester of grad school. And uh, we do two online uh, issues a year. And then we also started a small press side. And so we publish, I think, two and three chapbooks, which chapbooks are just small handbound limited edition books from emerging artists, uh, which is a great way to meet new folks and just see the um, wealth of writing that's out there that maybe gets overlooked by more mainstream publishers. Uh, And I've also started working with uh, clients on editing their own manuscripts, which I would love to do more of. Um, One of my clients, they published their first book last spring that I helped them edit, which was really exciting um, just to kind of be somebody's cheerleader and help them on that journey. So that's in the very bare bone terms, like you said, I've had a pretty eclectic uh, career path, but those those are my um, my main focuses in my work and life right now. So you're not busy at all? No, no, never. I have tons, tons just lounge around all day. Wow. Wow. That is a lot of different, different jobs. I guess that is what happens with freelancing and following those passions. It yeah. leads you in a lot of, a lot of different doors opening, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
I, I stalked Patrick online, of course, and you have to check out some of his writings. It's everything from Victorian era hygiene mm. to paranormal activity to I saw something about Judy Garland. So yeah. just yeah. amazing. <laughs> so you had mentioned you know, the, the journey. I would love to hear more about how you got to where you are today, how following what you loved brought you here and just any insight on that path. Sure. Well, I um, always think about a, a relative of mine. Uh, she had a great metaphor talking about life. She would talk about the fan of destiny and how like your life kind of like branches out like a fan and you go out like on the different mm-hmm. edges and if something's not working out, you can kind of redirect. Um, but after a certain amount of time, it's like you can only get over so far. And it's like this very linear process where I feel like my metaphor would be like, I know, like a bunch of pipe cleaners that somebody mashed together and then put in a drawer for 20 years and then like dumped out on the floor. And it's like, just let's just see what happens. Like, I feel like that's kind of my <laughs> metaphor. So first of all, I didn't all, see that coming. <laughs> okay. First of all, um, I never, ever thought I'd be a writer. I was a kid who didn't like to read. I almost got held back a grade because I couldn't learn how to read. Um, I started writing a little bit in high school, um, but again, it was just like a hobby, um, something I did every now and then. Um, It wasn't something I really started thinking about towards, until towards like the end of uh, undergrad. Um, Like I said, my degree was in arts and men. I was interested in development and grant writing. Um, So I thought like, that's kind of how my writing life would come out. And uh, then, you know, I graduated in 2010, we were still recovering from a recession. Um, So I really feel for everybody graduating from college right now. Uh, And my after college plans just totally fell through. And I didn't know really what to do. But it's like, well, I know I'm a good student. So while I was living with my parents, I started taking some graduate courses in English at a local university. And I was in a freshman comp or um, first year uh, comp uh, class. And the professor had said to me, he's like, you know, I'm, um, I'm old and I'm tenured, so I can get away with telling you this, but I, I think maybe you should drop out of this program and go for an MFA. And it was something I had been thinking about, but you just didn't think like I had that much to write about or that much to say or that much that anybody would be interested in hearing about. And so I applied to Columbia College Chicago's MFA uh, program. Um, I really liked it because I knew I wanted to do nonfiction and they offered, they were one of the few programs in the country that had a master's just specifically in creative nonfiction. And I got in, um, we were a cohort of 10. Uh, and so I, I spent three years doing that and teaching uh, freshman comp at Columbia, which I, I love teaching. And I feel like that translates over into uh, my editing and working with clients um, and kind of helping other people on their journey and figure out what they want to say. Uh, and, and then after that, I had thought about a PhD. I don't think it would really suit my personality. And so I, I decided, you know, what am I going to do? And so I, I started freelancing and I had a full-time nine to five job and just freelance little by little on the side. Um, 
and now I, I freelance um, part time, and I do have a job with a uh, a nonprofit that's sort of outside of writing and editing um, as well. So I, I'm finally it's like it took. 10 years when I'm finally using my undergrad degree a little bit <laughs> and my master's degree. Uh, so, so that, that was, you know, a, a very, uh, I mean, and I, like I said, I, I just never thought I would be writing. I thought I would be doing something in um, arts administration. I had thought about going to school for library science, but I found in writing that I was able to melt sort of all of my interests into one, um, Thing. So I, I learned that, you know, not having it figured out and like not necessarily wanting to do a nine to five or feeling like that didn't work for me uh, wasn't necessarily uh, a bad thing. So that, that, that's um, a somewhat streamlined version of how I got to this point in my life and in my career. And I love that you're that example of you went for undergrad and it wasn't until you said you almost graduated that you felt that you might want to go into writing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you created this whole career in that that didn't even you know start until you were 21, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And then to circle back to now also work in nonprofit. Yeah. Such a great example of that. Just letting the changes happen. If a door opens, exploring it. Yeah. I love that. Pet. Yeah. And I spent like most of my early to mid twenties fighting that. Cause you know, it's like, that's when you think, you know, everything. And now, and, and I still want to fight different things where I feel like I, I don't know how stuff is going to work out, but um, I've been really fortunate that uh, it, it has all kind of dovetailed together uh, in really serendipitous ways but yeah there is definitely a time so if anybody watching this is like not feeling that I understand and um I didn't always listen to the advice of just going with the flow and like waiting to write out things um but for me it, it did finally work out even when I fought against it yeah Amazing. I did. I remember in college thinking 10 years down the line, that sounds so far. How could you, you know, yeah. and now it's like back, you're like, oh, all of this has happened since. And we're still yeah. able to continue to, to figure things out. And it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So next question, uh, talking about the current climate with COVID and the pandemic, how does your world look different now because of the pandemic what do you see staying maybe a change mm -hmm. for the better and what can't you wait to get back to yeah. once we're a little more open yeah uh that's a good question because it you wouldn't think like being a freelance writer it's like oh well, you just stay inside all day anyway so <laughs> in some ways it hasn't changed all that much um you know I, I was working from home anyway uh, the thing that has really changed is just making connections in the writing community with running ghost proposal we would have launch parties for our chat books um we had had two we were planning to do a third um in new york last may and then um the pandemic hit and we kept putting it off and thinking oh you know at some point it'll be safe to travel and we'll just do a postponed reading um and then like our, our third book of the year came out and we still hadn't done the launch party for the second book. So we, we finally just decided to 
cut our losses and we did a Facebook live event and, and it went much better than uh, Naomi and I had expected. Uh, and it was a great virtual turnout uh, where when we do our in-person readings, it's, you know, folks who are in the Chicago area or in New York or wherever we would be traveling. So it was great to get a much broader uh, audience. I'm grateful for that experience, but I do miss just the camaraderie and coming together um, and listening to people read in person. And you know, also uh, conferences are happening virtually uh, right now. There's a big writing conference uh, every time uh, right around this year, AWP, which I always enjoy going to. Um, and that has been made virtual. And in terms of accessibility issues, I hope Things like that continue to be a hybrid of in-person and virtual um, and also just the expense of travel. Sometimes just going to a conference is cost prohibitive. So having um, uh, virtual events, I do think is important, but I really do miss um, meeting up with friends that I would only see at that, uh, that conference or you'll know, only see at uh, our reading. So I'm, I'm looking forward to those in-person uh events and I, I never thought I'd miss like a poetry reading at a really divey bar but I I can't wait to go to one of those again um so so in those ways it, it has changed a lot but I hope it stays that there's some sort of multimodal component so that if you're not in the area you can still experience it in some kind of meaningful way because I think that is one of the positives we can take away from uh living through COVID yeah, yeah, good answer. So the next question you already did touch upon because the next question is just how have you experienced goodness in either your life or others? And you mentioned that I just think is is such a great point for this, your story of not really knowing where you wanted to be and then accepting the opportunities and letting that path wind and weave its way. Mm-hmm. So that's a great example. Do you have any other stories you'd like to share about, you know, a time like that when you weren't sure and it ended up working out great or from a client success story, uh, anything along those lines of just finding that goodness? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, a lot of it comes down to um, being open and vulnerable with each other. You know, I, I work from, I work with clients from a lot of different backgrounds. And what I find is they're all, and myself included, are trying to do the same thing of forming and forging sort of an unconventional path. Like mm-hmm. I said, I did a nine to five and I, I had like the worst personality for it. Like I was, I was, I thought I could just like do a nine to five and do my creative stuff on the side. And it just didn't work out that way for me. And that's what I find with all of my clients that there is this um, commonality. And, and I think it does take a certain amount of um, courage, but also self awareness and and vulnerability to um, be able to build your own business or write a self-help book or create courses for people who are on some kind of um, self-care journey or they're wanting to grow their business. I think all of that is really important. And, uh, you know, we have all of these personas on social media. And at the end of the day, 
what I find is like, we're all just trying to figure it out. And there are things that I think people are uh, great. I have a friend who's like great at doing Facebook lives and they actually like hate it and have to like really like jazz themselves up about it mm-hmm. beforehand. And so it's like, mm-hmm. never, you just never know. And you never know how complicated somebody's life path um, has uh, been. I, I never expected to be um, where I was. And, and I think just in terms of goodness, um, one of the, uh, something that's really stuck with me over the years was, like I said, I did write a little bit in high school. I remember, uh, my, uh, uh, mom was a big fan of the mystery writer, Sue Grafton, um, who, um, I, I'm also a fan of, I hadn't read any of her books at the time, but we went to a reading and author signing when I was like 16. And so I had my notebook and a lot of time I was like writing, like, <laughs> really sad really bad like song lyrics like I'm glad like I've erased them all from my brain and I don't have those journals anymore but it was mostly that and we were in the signing line and Sue Grafton said oh are are you a writer and I I didn't know what to say I was like yeah but I, I don't know like if I'm any good and she's like well, nobody really knows if they're any good and that's like very simple advice but something that's always stuck with me as like nobody really knows if they're any good but you you know that 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 doesn't exempt you from not trying like you have to at least try and um uh, and and see and I know she wrote her first book not really thinking it would get published or that would go anywhere and then she ended up writing 25 books before she died so um, I, I just always think of that advice that she gave a very shy and anxious uh, version of me who's now less, a little less shy and a little less anxious. And that <laughs> kindness and goodness has just stuck with me um, over the years. So I, I would say those are probably the main just in the past and then in my life now working with clients where I see goodness um, coming forward and just seeing people finding their own voice, whatever their, their business or their passion is. You just not only answered that question, you answered my last question too, in the most perfect way, which is what advice you find yourself thinking to yourself or giving to your clients. Mm -hmm. And I love what you just said about Sue and nobody knows if we're any good, right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. I love that. Is there anything else you wanted to add though? I, I mean, I think that was just so beautifully put together, but if there's anything else you'd like to add. You know, I think like in terms of like quotes, like I'm so always somebody who's like writing down sayings and that sort of thing. But um, another one that I've picked up in like the past five years um, was a quote from Carrie Fisher. And it's, um, it, I, you've probably seen on many um, an Etsy cross stitch, but it's uh, stay afraid, but do it anyway. And uh, she was one of the people when I read her book, Wishful Drinking, I'm like, yeah, this is how I want to write. Like, this is like what I want to be like as a writer and the way she was so open about uh, mental health. And it's like, if your story isn't funny, it's just true. And like, that's unacceptable. It's like, you have to find 
you know, embrace the absurdity of the things that come at you. And uh, again, like being afraid, it doesn't have to stop you from doing the things um, you love. And, and that's not to say it's not easy and that it isn't really scary and uncomfortable and that I'm not still, you know, there aren't times that I'm not scared or uncomfortable. Like that certainly happens probably more than I would like, but I, that's another piece of advice that's always stuck um, stuck with me. And uh, Carrie is, uh, Carrie Fisher is another writer who um, uh, I've, I've gone to again and again for inspiration, not just in my creative life, but just uh, in, in life in general. That's fantastic. And you all tying back to your great example of that, you, and everything is scary when it's not the conventional route. Yeah, and you went, absolutely. absolutely. Well, keep that up, Patrick. That is inspiring to so many. And I think we're in a world now too, especially where being that multi-hyphenate is becoming more and more of, I don't want to say accepted. It's just becoming more and more popular because yeah. that's the way of the world. And I love hearing from someone else too, who just went for it and is finding that path and the path goes like this. It doesn't go like this. Mm -hmm. So fantastic, fantastic work, Patrick. Thank you so much.